Hello. Welcome to episode two of Perth Delafrem. I'm your host, Gareth, and once again, I'm with the two Michaels. How are we going, boys? Good. Hey, Gareth. Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you. That's good. And first podcast, I think, was a massive uh, success. I really enjoyed myself. I thought it was quite interesting doing that. You know, 11 with a player from each team. What did you guys reckon? Yeah, the thing of having only one person per team, that really did it for me. Yeah, a bit of a spanner in the works, but it was interesting to see how some players performed, especially in the lesser teams. Like We had quite a few from West Ham that we were debating. So, no, it's, it was good to see how they all um, stacked up against each other. I'll just chuck in there. Michael is going to London at the end of the year, so if you go near any West Ham fans, maybe just yeah, stay away. Call them a, a lesser club. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was brilliant. And any Anyone, if you're sitting there with a few mates, I challenge you to do it because it, it's tricky. You know, you could sit there and talk for hours and hours about it. But enough said about episode one. Let's get cracking on with our second podcast. Now, I've been a bit kind to the boys because I think they were stressed out going in blind in the last one. They're both very, very organised, as I said before. So this one, we're going to look at transfers. We're not going to be speaking about, oh, just the transfers and all this news. I've called it flop or not. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's make predictions, big, bold predictions you know, each team that's signed a player, is he going to be a flop? Is he not going to be a flop? So obviously, last season, Jack Grealish, big flop. You know, that that's just an example. Happy with this, boys? You excited? <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go. It's going to be interesting. All, all right. Takes. I'm going to go through all the teams. Now, I apologise. Some of the teams, we probably won't speak about some of the players because, you know, they're young. They've signed on a free from the championship and... We probably just don't know enough about them to really delve in. So I do apologise for that. We will try and do as many as we can. All right. Now, let's start with Arsenal. I know AFC Bournemouth comes before Arsenal, but I'm going to start on Arsenal because they've just signed Gabriel Jesus from Man City. 45 million. Personally, I think that is a, a really, really good signing for them. What do you guys reckon? Maybe I'll start with you. It's Man City, Michael, because you know, you've watched Jesus for the last few years. Yeah, I think um, I don't think he's going to be a flop. I think he's a really good signing for Arsenal. I'm a little bit gutted he's gone. I think a lot of City fans probably are pretty upset that he's gone. He, every every game he always gave 110%. Scored against Liverpool quite a bit. Um, he did show up in the big games, but I, th- I think the main reason we've obviously gone and signed Haaland, and um, on this list will probably be Julian Alvarez as well. People probably don't know a lot about. There's a reason we signed him because Jesus, unfortunately, is meant to be the next. You know the um, the hair to Aguero, but unfortunately, he just wasn't prolific or consistent enough. I mean, we spoke about De Bruyne in the last pod um, in terms of how he dragged City through, um, and I think Jesus did. He had, he had quite a patch there as well. He scored, I think he scored quite a few goals towards back in the season, a hat trick against Watford. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's a good signing for for Arsenal. But there's a reason why we sold him. I think forty five million is a pretty good deal for for us, but. Yeah, so I think he'll do well. Interesting. Yeah. Liverpool, Michael? Yeah. Well, I think Jesus <laughs> reached his ceiling at City. Uh, Arsenal is a great signing. Uh, well, will be, hopefully, for them. Uh, Lacazette is going back to Lyon. Uh, free for them, compared to how much they sold him for as well. Uh, Aubameyang gone to Barca. Uh, another striker, prolific striker for them, gone. This is who they need. I think he will do really well. Uh, and he knows where the goals are. Certainly does. Uh, 159 appearances for City in the Premier League. 58 goals, 29 assists. I know I didn't watch City as much, but for me, he was a bit of a part-bit player. He wasn't 
I never think we had that long a run of games. And I always think yeah. there was always someone who was going to come and replace him personally. So I'm going, he won't flop. I think he's going to, I think he's going to really help that Arsenal team. Yeah, and I think he wants to be a number nine as well. That's why he's gone there. So I think it'll be good for him to be the main man. I think a consistent run of games, like you just said, he's a bit part. I think it might actually help his form. He's a confidence player. So. Question for you, Michael. Yeah. Seeing him week in, week out, how reliable is his body? Is injury prone? That's my concern. His first couple of seasons, he had, had quite a few injuries, which, because there was looking like, there was one point where he was actually looking like he was going to dislodge Aguero, and he was playing over And I think Aguero. at that point, he was Brazil's number... Number for, nine. Number nine. Yeah, and way ahead of Firmino. He's dropped. He's dropped off now. And I think this is why he's moved. I think it's the World Cup. Even Richarlison's push ahead of him. Exactly. Like yeah, and I mean, he's, even for Brazil though, if you look at him and City this season, he's played out wide quite a bit as well. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of why he's moved is he wants to be the main man, consistent running games. I think his body is fine. He's been pretty good. And that's twenty-five years old. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's going to hit his prime soon. I think. Um, like I say, I'm sad to see him go, but. Again, I think there's a reason why we sold him, but I think for Arsenal, he's a perfect signing given the players that have come out. Yeah, so good points. Yeah. All right, so we've all gone <clears throat> that he won't flop. I, yeah, we all think he's a pretty he good signing. Well. Yeah. Now, Arsenal, like, we might not talk about every single signing that teams make because I think then we could be here for days because they've signed you know this player and that player. We're just going to look at some of the main ones. So they've also signed Fabio Vieira from Porto for a reported thirty million. I don't know a lot about them. I can't say a lot. I watch a lot of the Portuguese league. I could quite easily go and put on a YouTube video and say, oh, I know Fabio Vieira, or I once did a career mode with him and he went to 95, so therefore I know what he's like. Uh, he looks, for me, like six goals, 14 assists um, last season. For me, just looking at him, he looks a bit lightweight. I, I per- he's, he's 22 years old. Oh, look, if we're talking about one season... I, I, I feel like he'll be a flop, but he's obviously there for the long periods. I don't know. I just, I, I don't think he's going to do anything special personally without really knowing him. I'm going to come in there. Well, I haven't seen too much of him. The only thing I've seen in him in the Champions League, he was in the same group of dead as Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool got through. Porto. Look at their footballers that are coming out of that kind of there. It's amazing. 22 years old. Yes, he's a little bit light on for the Premier League. Little bit of experience. I think he'd do really well. So you're going, he won't flop? You're going... I'm going to give him the benefit and say he won't flop this season. It's interesting though, because like you look at him and you go, you know, if he gets under 10, 15 goal contributions in a season, is that considered like a flop? Or it's interesting the way you look at it, isn't it? I'm going to go... I'm probably going to go flop as well. I think... Not to say it can't be a good signing for Arsenal, but, I mean, we spoke about it in the last pod. There's quite a bit of talent in Arsenal, you know, in the same position that he plays. You've got Erdegaard, you've got Emil Smith-Rowe. I don't know whether he's going to play in the wing as well, but Saka as well. There's a lot of competition ahead of him. So it'd be interesting to see where he fits in, whether the first season's a bit more of a betting in, getting used to the physicality of I think Premier he's a better at controlling the ball, controlling yeah. that tempo of the play, especially in Portugal. I know it's a little bit slower, but linking up with those front three, I think he's just a little bit better than so early. Yeah, have Matt, to play in the middle, I think. Yeah, I think he's I, number 10. For me, yeah. Arsenal's options going forward are exciting. And you chuck G, like Jesus in there with your, you know, you've got your Martinelli, Saka, you've got Smith Rowe coming through. Midfield wise, I think they're pretty poor. A bit yeah, losing a bit number 10. Poor. He's going to have to play there. Look, we could probably speak for, for ages on this, but I reckon we move on. Yeah. Aston Villa. 
I know he was there last year at the end um, on loan, but he's now obviously signed there permanently. Philip Coutinho, obviously Liverpool, Michael. I think I, watching Coutinho in the Premier League, oh, what a player. Well, that's what they call him, the little magician. He's had those moments of magic. He does. He's, he can bend one in the top corner yeah. outside the box, and that's great. And I think the impact he came under the new manager did him wonders. Yeah. He scored on the last day against City, gone to two up on the night. Amazing, amazing player overall. He has won a Champions League, but this is not a loan spell anymore. He's signed there permanently. I think that changes everything. I think it does. I think going into new season, he's not the talk anymore. He's not that fresh player. He's not the Haaland that's just come in. The media's going to be on. Can he put a running game together? I don't think his body can hold up. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So you're going flop? This season, I'm going to go flop. Okay. Oh, that's hard. I'm surprised at that, Michael, actually. But um, I'm going to go not because I think he's, to be honest, I mean, one criticism I'd give Coutinho is that so you guys have just mentioned obviously he's had those moments of brilliance and all that but he, for me he's a bit too in and out of games it's, he's he's a moments player right but having said that looking at Aston Villa he made some good signings which we'll talk about but I think he's just head and shoulders above anything that they've got I think he made a he started off pretty hot kind of tailed off a little bit um, with his consistency but I think I think he'll just help take them to that next level you know, it's looking pretty exciting under Gerard. Drew is still out probably a little bit, probably on my end, I would say. But they've made some really good signings, I think. So I think um, I think he'll do do really well. Put it this way. Is it say. better for them in the team? Yeah, better yeah. them in the squad than not? Yeah. But in yeah. the Premier League, in the current climate, I think he's telling it. Yeah, he's, oh, he's not on your De Bruyne levels no. or anything like that. I mean, it's he's obviously declined a little bit. Um but I still think he, he's a really good signing for Aston Villa. For them to get that done, I don't know what the fee was. I think it might have been close to thirty million, possibly. Was, yeah. Um, you know, really in this day and age, it's not that much money, really. I think I think he'll do really well. Yeah. That's well, thirty great. million, twenty-five for Thiago combined. Yeah. Look, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're comparing it to. Five million more for Coutinho. Would you choose him? I, I'm having. I'm having Coutinho. Di- di- different different players. Different players. So I mean, oh, different players. I and mean, Coutinho's. Probably a bit more further forward. Yeah, Tiago's in the nice. mould. He's, he's not really a holding midfielder, Tiago, but he's kind of that in between, like a number eight. So technically, Tiago's he's unbelievable, isn't he? But yeah. I want goals and assists in my team. Tiago, I don't know. Well, maybe for Villa. Yeah, but look, we're not here we're to talk on. about Tiago. Yeah, we're here. We spoke about Tiago. Let's move on. Bubakar Kamara, twenty-two-year-old, signed from Marseille for around about seventeen million. It's a lot of money on someone who's probably not that well known in England. But if you try and sign a 22-year-old older midfielder in England, you're probably going to spend, you know, 50 million. So in this day and age, really, I'm going to shoot an early and say 17 million. It's not a lot of money. I feel like he's going to be, hopefully be there for years. I'm just going straight in and saying he won't flop. I think he'll, he'll do well for them. I also, I think their midfield is a little bit lacking. If you've got Coutinho in there perfectly now, you've probably got your John McGinn and then him kind of sitting. I think he'll do well with them, to be honest. I don't know if you boys want to chime in. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know too much about him either, to be honest. Um, going back to FIFA career mode, signed him a couple of times. That, that's that's all I know of him. But he's pretty highly rated in France from what I've seen as well. Um, and I think, I mean, 17 million is not, again, it's for the money in this day and age of money that players are going for. It's actually really not too bad a deal. You're looking potential. 
maybe Villa is a bit of a stepping stone for him. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think he's probably a little bit different to what they've got because um, he's played at centre-back for Marseille as well. Um, so I think he'd be pretty solid. I think he'd be be good for him. Yeah. And they look like they're going to get a strong squad together. So Yeah. Cool. Anything from you? No? Uh, I just think risk-free. Yeah. Like 17 million. Um, uh, again, I don't know too much about him. So flop or not, it's hard to say. But yeah. for 17 million, not permanently proven, but this is a chance. Yeah. Under- so let's move on. So one more from Villa. Diego Carlos, who I have watched a bit. He's, he's won the Europa League with Sevilla. 29 years old. He's got that experience. I tell you what, if you're playing centre forward, you don't want him coming through you. He just strong, just wants to win the ball. I think he's going to suit the Premier League. Yeah, um, and he's quick too. Yeah. So uh, I don't think many strikers will get in behind him. No. And then you've got Mings playing next. I'm not a massive Mings fan. He's kind of in that England setup, but I think it's going to be good for Mings because he'll have. I think out of those two, Diego Carlos is your real. Is your guy with all the experience. I think he's going to come in and, and he'll settle that team. Then you look at um, they've got Matty Cash as well out there, like playing right back. They got Luca Dick like that. Martinez and go. That is a good back four, back five if you goalkeeper. So I think he's going to be a, a good signing. Yeah, great, solid. Yeah, agree. Yeah, probably probably solid as well. It's interesting because he was linked with um, Chelsea at one point, Man City as well. So wonder why they maybe shied away, but I think for Villa, Villa's levels. It's a good signing, so I'd say developing yeah. a solid back four there. It's been interesting. I think there's a lot of times where these, you know, clubs outside have got, I don't want to say smaller clubs, clubs outside of the of the big six, they go and spend a little bit of money and it just doesn't work. Obviously, I would love to see Gerald succeed. Is he a good enough manager to succeed in the Premier League with the players he signed? We'll see. But it's, it, is, it is, the signings they've made are exciting. Yeah. I love Villa Park. It's one of my favourite stadiums. If you ever get the chance to go to Villa Park, it is just one of my favourite stadiums in England and the food there is unbelievable. So I think we're going to move on though. Now, I apologise to some teams because some of these players really aren't worth talking about. I'm sorry, like Bournemouth, they've signed Ryan Fredericks from West Ham on a free. He's 29 years old. Fop or not, I'm not even really going to... Maybe good though in terms of Premier League experience. That's probably the only thing I would say. How much does he play for West Ham? Well, not a lot. He's... Exactly. So, I think we'll move on from them. I, look, they might there might be other signings that we would have missed out on, and, and we apologise. And obviously, when this is finally released, they might have signed someone else. But at this point of time, they haven't really done anything. And if we sat here and we spoke about rumours as well for every single club, we'd be here for three hours. Same with Brentford; they've only really signed Max Wilcox from Bolton on a free. He's eighteen years of age. I don't. I think he might score one goal. And, got assists last year but you know that's in the champion uh, no league one Bolton, aren't league, they? One. league yeah. one I should know that um, so yeah we won't speak too much Brighton okay now they have signed a Paraguayan wonder kid who's 18 years old he got 11 goals and 3 assists in 14 appearances last year in the Paraguayan league they've signed him for 10 million and as I said just then and I'll say it in inverted comments he's a wonder kid flop he's not going to do anything in the Premier League I haven't even seen him play, but he's going to flop. Uh, 10 million is quite a fee. 10 million is quite a fee. Yes. Oh, it's Paraguayan League. Name, how many players have come out of the Paraguayan League to make it in the Premier League? You know, yeah. we might get lynched by a load of Paraguay fans here. Can name four. Miguel Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go, I'll probably go flop as well. I think uh, it's... I'm going to go flop. Whether or not he 
he stays with the first team though is another thing. Yeah. Um, and gets maybe gets loaned out. I don't know because eighteen coming from Paraguay, that's a big that's a big move to the Premier League and physical league as well. I don't know. It's probably a lot to adapt to. I'd say it's that's where he's going to flop. So. Yeah, yeah especially at that age, it's, it's it's where he's living. Who's he living with? The new culture, the new language, everything in and amongst it. It's going to be difficult. Absolutely. But hey, you never know. It's could be an amazing signing. And teams like Brighton, like how much would they have signed Kucherea for? They're looking like they could potentially get fifty million for him. So in this day and age, really, if he, if he comes in and he scores five or six goals and gets a few assists, they're probably making money off him. That's decent. So yeah. you know, we'll wait and see. And again, he's only 18, so it'd be hard to judge. But I did want to bring him up because I, I read something and I feel like Brighton fans would be like, we've signed a wonder kid. So, 10 million is a lot of money, isn't it? For Yeah, but then again, I just we just I just said that again about Kamara with uh, Villa, 17 million. It's not a lot. So, but I, know, I feel like Villa have got a bit more money than Brighton. Yep. But they might not have the money to spend, but maybe when Cucciarello... And he's had four years of experience. Harry, arguably a harder league in France as well. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yep. All yep. right, let's move on. Even though they call it the Farmers League. Yeah, oh, I'm not a fan of this farmers league. Even in Scotland, like they're professional footballers. Like, look at Rangers in the Europa League. How well they went. You can't. It's not a farmers league, considering how well they went that season. I think that's a load of rubbish. It's impressive, actually. Yeah. They were, they were brilliant, and Celtic as well. Like what Postecoglou's gone in and done with them. They've been awesome. So, yeah, I reckon it's harsh to say. And even you speak about Liverpool signing that Ramsey. If it was a farmers league, like Scotland, why are they signing players for six million from a farmers league? So, Farmers League, we'll see. Let's move on. Chelsea. Now, at this point in time, they haven't signed anyone, but that could change in the next few days. Now, let's talk about, we spoke about in the last podcast a bit with how good a season they had. They've lost Rudiger, okay? That's a massive loss. And to lose him on a free as well. He's been their best centre-back for years. They've lost Christensen, so he's gone as well. So, you've just got, an ageing Thiago Silva. And I say that in inverted commas because we all know Thiago Silva is quality. And I, I sigh when I'm about to say this. The, this is hands down the worst Premier League signing in history. Romelu Lukaku for, what, 100 million? And he's gone back to Inter Milan online. I just, I'm tearing my, I don't have any hair, but if I did, I'd be tearing it out. Uh, good fair play, Inter. Uh, to get him back... How much? Eight million, I think. Eight, ten million? Um, wow. Well, Loan fee, but... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Look what they're doing to Chelsea. Look yeah. what they're doing to Chelsea. They're going to probably now arguably be one of the two to win the Italian league. Well, they finished second last year behind Milan by not many, and they won it the year before, didn't they? So who are Chelsea left with now? Werner? Havertz. Havertz has been playing. I think Havertz will play there, to be honest. This is where I want to break. So Chelsea have been linked with... So obviously Raheem Sterling, we've heard a lot about that. Oh, I, don't, I can't see it happening. Neymar, there's been shouts again. And Ronaldo. Can, can I see them signing any of those three? Sterling's probably the one that could happen, but why would you want to leave City? I think it's the, the opportunities. I think it's World Cup year as well. And if you go back 18 months, maybe two years, he was, you know, he was there every he was non-negotiable. Pep doesn't have a lot of players where you know they're going to be in the starting eleven every week, like such as De Bruyne, but Sterling was one. And that seems to have changed over the last couple of years, and I think without a striker, which is why I don't think he should leave, because I think he will thrive with Haaland, not being the focal point, you know, someone else is, you know, giving him assists. But that's and the World Cup year as well. I think he wants to, you know, be playing yeah. every week. I think that's why the lure of every week and, you know, be sad to see him go, but 
How much has it been rumoured that Chelsea will pay if he does go? Yeah. <clears throat> 50, 50, 55 million, which I, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, could have got a lot more, but the trouble is, I think a lot of, it's going to be hard now with COVID impacting everyone, that a lot of, you know, the Premier League teams, if their best players do want to leave, they're probably going to have to accept that they're going to have to move within the Premier League, because I think a lot of the money is within the Premier League, you know, outside of maybe Real Madrid, you know, uh, PSG, but other than that, players, their options, I think, are starting to Well, he's done it before, he's now. come from another Premier yeah. He'll go again. I think he's ahead of Pulisic. Yeah. Oh, I think Sterling's oh, a bit underrated to him. I mean, if you look at his goals and assists and all that, his stats are quite good. I mean, of course, people look at Sterling and they go the open goal misses. And he's got that in him, of course, but no doubt he's been a really, really good player for us. For so. me, wherever he goes, in that City team, he, if you're putting a starting 11, he's in it. And he's the same in the Chelsea. He walks yep. into the starting 11 for Chelsea and he should be, if he's fit for 30 games, he should be playing most of them. Yeah, and so, he's never had issues with injury as well. So, yeah, but that that could be interesting, right? Let's move on. Palace. They've signed a young winger from Derby, uh, Malcolm Eberway, I think is pronounced. I'm not really going to speak about flop or not because again, I haven't really seen him. He's had one goal and two assists last year. He's only 18 years of old. Had 16 appearances in the Championship. I think Palace are quite good at signing young players and bringing them up. So. Who knows, but I don't think it's really fair to say whether he'll be a flop or not because he's going to be a play for the future. And I mentioned this on the last pod, my signing of the season because I rate this guy so much. So Everton have signed James Tarkovsky. Obviously, Burnley went down, so he left. He's only 29 at the time of recording this podcast. I thought he was actually a little bit older. So much Premier League experience. And he's on a free. I can't imagine his wages are going to be that much either. There's no risk. Not really, unless he goes in and just has an absolute stinker. But even so, free transfer. Just, yeah. I mean, get rid of him as well. But I think the experience that he's going to bring to, to Everton and just some stability because they've been quite all over the place the last couple of years, especially defending as well. Yeah. Well, who um, they got sent? They've got Michael Keane, Mina. Mina, who's... Um, Holgate. Holgate. Godfrey. I really like the look of that Godfrey. Godfrey's quite good, I think. I think Godfrey, yeah, maybe... Like he's young. Yeah, he is. And same as Holgate as well. For me, I think Charkovsky... He goes straight in. Yeah, starts, oh, starts definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. I think. I th- yeah, especially with the end of last season, uh, they need that. A good, and I just think he's a really good professional. And again, World Cup year. You know, I'm not going to be disappointed if they take him, like no, in, in the England team. All right, let's move on. So Fulham, as of now, they haven't really signed anyone, but they've obviously lost. Carvalho to Liverpool, which is going to affect them. I don't know. I think it's quite worrying for Fulham, to be honest, since they haven't really signed anyone yet. Maybe they'll announce some signings, but I don't think they've got the squad to come up and not do anything. We all know about Mitrovic last year scoring over 40 odd goals, Craig breaking the record. There's but... a bit of atmosphere there, and that's probably what they need to harness. I hope they do well, but I just again, it's really hard. Like the same as Norwich, them and Norwich have just kind of swapped the last couple of years. Forty forty goals. He broke broke the record pretty early on too. I think. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it in the Prem though, because I think it'd be really good. And but he just I I just I just can't see it. I don't know what it is. I'd love to, but I just can't. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Leeds United now. You know they've been quite busy. Obviously they lost Calvin Phillips. There's talks about Rafinha as well. That was another one who could have gone. Kind of rumour with Chelsea, but you know, we'll see. They've brought in Brendan Harrison and Rasmus Christiansen, both 
about 32 million for the both of them from Red Bull Salzburg, obviously in Austria. Um, Aronson had 26 appearances last season, four goals, four assists. He's 21. Uh, Rasmus Christensen's a right back. He's 24. So two young players, not a lot of money really. You know, Liverpool fans will start saying net spend. So technically, they spent four. Well, they got 45 million on Calvin Phillips. So for their signings, they've spent zero. So it's not really a massive risk, is it? It'd be hard to say flop or not because they're young. I don't know. Leeds are going to have to do something though. They looked poor towards the end of last season. I know they managed to survive in the end, but I thought Jesse Marsh did all right though. To be honest. The Jew is still out there though as well. He obviously did well, kept him up. But mm. but if you buy three, four players out of the eleven, that's a lot of players. He would have had out. links. I don't know. I know he's at Red Bull Leipzig, but was he at Salzburg as well? I'm not sure. Maybe. I have a feeling there's a link there as well. He's using his contacts there. So yeah. heard a lot about Brendan Aronson. He's yeah, to be a decent player, but not about Christensen. So it'd be yeah. interesting it's to just see. Just a right back. Like, yeah. Who's their right back? Luke Ayling? He yeah, was, Luke Ayling, he yeah. Was, he's okay, but yeah, look, I, I don't think... Ayling's... I remember Ayling a lot because he's been, you know, in the Championship a lot, so I know a lot about Ayling. And he's done well in the Premier League, but I don't yeah. think he's... I wouldn't say he's young. So no. that's a little sign. And then the other one was March, March Rocker, I think that's how you pronounce it, from yeah. Bayern Munich. 25 years old, 10 million. I've never heard of him. No, not never. Ever. No, it's been a Bayern for quite a while. Yeah. Um... But obviously, I mean, in that team, you're not really getting ahead of even like a few years ago, Javi Martinez and you know Joshua Kimmich, Goretzka. Um, if you can hold your position at Bayern in a sense of staying at the club, you're yeah. training with these top quality athletes week in, week out, you're learning something. So how 100%. bad can it be? You'd yeah. think it'd be, he's a holding midfielder, so I think and maybe he's Calvin Phillips replacement. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd make sense. Probably a bit of a different player to him from what I've seen, but... Yeah, and 10 million really in this day and age isn't a lot. So, you know, all of them, I'm not really going to say they're going to be flops because I don't think they're going to come in and do something amazing for Leeds. But I also don't think it would be just down to them if they were to get relegated. Leicester, as of now, they haven't really been busy, which, you know, I thought they would have looked at signing a couple of players. All right, let's get on to the big one. The one of two real big transfers we'll be speaking about. Darwin Nunes. Signed for 65 million plus. There's rumoured to be about another 20 million add ons, so it could rise up to about 85 million pounds from Benfica. 23 years old. Now, I know he's got lots of stats, but I kind of looked at last season. He had made 28 appearances um, for him, 26 goals, four assists. That was just in the league. Obviously, we saw what he did against Liverpool. He scored in both games against Liverpool. Over to you, Liverpool, Mike. Yeah, well, he's good enough for me to get the shirt off already, yeah. which is a bit of a risk. But I think not only in the Portuguese league where he showed the 28, 26 goals, sorry, and four assists, he also did in the Champions League. And not just with one or two or three clubs. He scored against Liverpool, home and away. He scored against Bayern Munich. He scored against Barcelona, who did get up under Xavi later on in the season. So he's shown that he's done in Europe. He's a traditional centre-half. Okay, so that's different to what Liverpool have been playing with that false nine, the Firmino tucking in. Same with how City went on last year and won the league. They're both both of those clubs, arguably, I think, even though Real Madrid won the Champions League and both two best clubs in Europe, I think he'll do really well. Robbie Fowler, especially, he's a top quality forward, one of Liverpool greats. He's screamed out for that type of player and he thinks that he's the answer. I do too. 
Interesting. Right, I'm going to throw it over to you, Michael. I'm going to say something. Right. So let's say he's 65 million. Let's say he does the add on. So let's say he rises to 85 million pounds. How many goals? Let's, and we're just talking about the Premier League. How many goals does he have to score in a Premier League season costing 85 million pounds to have a good season? Wow. You're spending almost 100 million. How many goals do we think he needs to score? I'm not about assists. Let's talk about goals. And plus, he's also you're taking away Mane's goals. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, look, you've got so many Liverpool as well and Man City. You know, you've got that many players around it where you can share it around. You know, I don't think the pressure's. I mean, obviously, Mane's a massive loss, right? So he's going to need to score quite a few goals. But well, I'm going to say twenty twenty five. But you know, that's that's going to be hard for him coming in next season as well. I mean. He's had a pretty prolific season this year. Yeah. All however, he only scored six. Yeah. So that's the only little bit I'm concerned. It's sort of like a one season. Yeah. So far. But then, of course, you know, sometimes players just do that. They have a couple of seasons where they're sort of betting in, maybe not the important, you know, mm-hmm. the um, focal point of the team. And now he's just kind of erupted because he's yeah. getting a little bit older. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's going to flop. Um, I think he'll do quite well, Liverpool, because in going into a team with a great manager, he'll work with him. Um, do I think he's... I mean, it's hard because people kind of compare him to Haaland, but I still don't think he's quite there yet because he hasn't done it for as long. And the Bundesliga is not as strong as the Premier League, or, but I still think it's stronger than the Portuguese League. Oh, so I think 20, 20 goals would be a good season for him. I think... It's don't, don't, look at the transfer fee. don't look at the transfer fee because, again, you, you're paying for potential here as well, I think. 23 yeah. years old. If it goes well, that's... that's Really, it's, it's not too bad. But the way it's structured compared to him and Haaland, massive. Okay, so different. But yeah. the way I think Klopp likes to interchange his forwards, as we've seen with Mane and Salah, they've all played central before. With Mane gone, he's also, for Benfica, played a lot out to the left, cutting in. Yeah. Okay, so if they play Diogo Jota up front, they interchange him with Diaz or push out Jota on the left, right, playing him central. So there's options. And I think options with Salah. And, and there's talk that they're going to start with a 4-2-3-1 next season, drop Cavalio or Firmino in the fold, in, in the 10, yep. with Nunes ahead, who usually only takes one, two touches in the box before he finishes. So yep. you have, what, they then Newcastle first game of the season? Yes. So you're thinking that you think Darwin Nunes will no, start? No, they have Fulham. Fulham? Darwin Nunes starts? I believe, I believe yeah. transfer be like that. You've got to. Yeah. I, I think so. I think the only other two options, Firmino, who's just got back from training yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then Jota, who's obviously still playing, played with uh, Portugal recently, so he's just still on holiday. He's going to hit the ground running next week. I think he goes straight in. I, yeah, like one thing I'll bring up as well, I, I hate the saying or thing when people go, he needs a year to settle in. I can't stand that. If they're good enough, do you look at Luis Diaz? He came in, unbelievable. Kulisevsky at Tottenham. With the same league as well. And look how Diaz came in. Yeah, so they've come in. And look, Diaz, like, goal and he didn't probably get as much as what he got raved on, but just this is how direct he was. So, yeah, look, for me, I don't think he'll flop. I think Liverpool are too good of a team for him to flop. He's going to get chances. And we've seen, like, that game at Anfield, like that goal he scored where he kind of, like, took a touch and hit it around Allison. That was such a good finish. I think he'll be a good signing. Well, and so someone to say Van Dijk saying, wow, he was one of the toughest players yeah. he played against. That's yep. a big comment. No, I think yeah. he'll do well. Like, so I mean, Liverpool's too good for him not, yeah. to, not to do well. Yeah. Um, how prolific he can be is just 
what we're going to find out, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, no, we've awesome. just touched on Mane. They've also, obviously, Origi's gone. He's a club legend, as people say. Scored goals. Minamino pretty much kept him in, or didn't keep him in, but he scored a lot of goals in their oh, cup he was runs. the leading goal scorer in both cups. Yeah, so he did really well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, because obviously now they've brought in Nunes, they've brought in Carvalho for Fulham, but will he start that much? We'll wait and see. Um, just one I wanted to touch on, because I, I wouldn't say either Fabio Carvalho um, or Calvin Ramsey were going to say flop or not, because they're too really young. Are they going to play a lot? But Calvin Ramsey, let's just say he comes in and he like he does really, really well, and he's you know he's doing a kind of tamiscas as you know for what he's doing with Robertson as what Ramsey's doing. Yeah, it was what what he's doing with Alexander Arnold. So let's say he comes in and he's like almost as good as Trent. He's not going to be as good as Trent. Oh, do you move Trent into midfield? No way. No. Um, I think on FIFA you do. Uh, they're talking England where you Trent were the number seven top, uh, which is interesting as well. Uh, but no, I think he'd just be a good backer. And based on last season, the number of games I had to play, having about to sell Nico Williams as well, there's no other right back cover. Okay. And he's wow. young as well, so he's not going to be demanding too many games just 18 now. years of And typically, Klopp in the transfer market, who's he got wrong? Who's he got wrong? Well, I'd probably argue Minamino. Maybe Minamino. Carriers. Oh, but Minamino, they signed for... Eight mil. Yeah. Eight mil. You yeah. sold him for... Yeah, yeah. Sold him for 17. Irrespective of fees, but yeah. 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 All right, he did right. good in the cups. Let's move on. The most exciting, probably one of the most exciting transfers in, in the Premier League in, in recent history, to be honest. I'm so excited to see him. 51 million in this day and age is absolutely ridiculous. He scored 59 goals in 65 games for Borussia Dortmund, and obviously he scored many before that. He's been done it in the Champions League. He's just a beast. Erling Haaland, Michael, you must be excited. Mate, if you yeah, look, if you've watched any Man City games the last few years, even that Real Madrid game towards the back end of the season, just so many balls the last couple of years just go across the box. Just had no one there to finish it off. Um and I just think having him there, I mean, he's just got that instinct, his goal records um pretty off the charts. I mean, a couple of people said maybe their doubts with oh, can he play Pep style and stuff like that? But you know, I think Pep's a bit like Klopp, he'll he'll get him to work and he'll he'll work around it. I mean I don't think I think City's a pretty well run club. Yeah, okay, might spend a bit of money, but um, they do their research on players, and I think like Nunes is too like City's just too good for him not to work. Um, and I'm interested to see how it goes. I'd be wondering whether he's going to hit the ground running. I think he might he might start off scoring, but he might not be playing so perfect because same with Aguero when Pep came in as well. Like Aguero was still scoring goals, but Pep still wasn't happy, and I think that could be pretty similar with Haaland. But I'm sure it will come good. I mean, he's 21, 22 years old. Um, people, his people, injury record, though. He's, yeah, look, his injury record, but people are always going to talk about that because they want to come up with a negative. It's devil, playing devil's advocate, all right? Um, and, you know, we've also got Julian Alvarez as well, so there's a bit of backup for him as well. So, look, I don't know. I think um, he's going to do really well for us, and that's exciting. People are saying, oh, he's going to leave in a few years, but heard that all before as well with Aguero and we'll see what happens and yeah I think 51 million is good business obviously if you look at Man City's deals the last couple of years it's been release clauses and that's what that was people are going to talk about his wages but for me you're signing a young superstar it's, yeah. it's kind of the going rate and I think the transfer fee you know it's again that's that's pretty good regardless of wages or whatever however you want to blow it up so no I can't wait to see him in the city top yeah 
I agree, and I'm not even a City fan. I'm just yeah. excited to see him in the Premier League. Uh, there with his you're dad probably as well. not excited to see him as much. Uh, excited in the sense of we can turn on the football and we can watch Haaland play yeah. um, in England, which is massive, massive for the country. Unfortunately, he plays for a team wearing blue. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit scary uh, in his clinical as well. Yeah. Calvin Phillips, 45 million. Obviously, he's coming in as a Fernandinho, Fernandinho replacement. I think we spoke, actually, no, I spoke to a few other mates about this. I said, I'm picking my City midfield three. You got Rodri, Bernardo Silva, De Bruyne. Oh, I can't see Phillips breaking into that, but they're going to play a lot of games. Ideally, yeah. City are going to want to do what Liverpool did last year and, and play in every single game possible because they want to win everything. So he will play games. I don't know, 45 million. Again, it's all right considering you know he's English. He probably would spend more being English. I don't know, though. I think you're paying English tax, to be honest. I mean, I reckon 30, 35 is probably all right. There was a rumour, actually, that he had a release clause that was only 25 million okay. if they got relegated, which yeah. I think that would have been great business. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, again, going back to the whole city money debate, I think our squad was pretty thin this season. We have a lot of players who are quite versatile and they can fill in multiple roles, but we, we did struggle towards the back end there. And... Rodri probably needed a rest at the, at the end as well, but then bringing in Fernandinho, as good as he's been, um, just lost the legs. And I think Phillips is a really good signing. Um, and then there's also a bit of a rumour with the change of system as well, 4-2-3-1. We've played double pivot a couple of times. Um, so I think that that's an option for some games as well, just to see. But I think I think that's a really good, good yeah. business. Premier League proven, still pretty young. Yeah, I uh, signed a long-term deal. So yeah. no, I think that's good for us. I've just went. Uh, he's played centre back before. Could you reckon Pep might ever play him centre back? City's, Not unless we had an injury crisis, which last year they had. A yeah, lot of be interesting. Maybe in a back three, it'd be it'd be interesting as well. But no, nah, he play. You play holding midfield. But I, I don't know what you guys think. But um, I think he could probably play because he did it in the Euros as well. Him and Rice played together. I wonder yeah. if he could play a little bit further forward every yeah, now and again. He was um, exceptional for England in the Euros. He really impressed most English fans. Uh, he gets across the pitch really well. Yeah. Um, player of the year, wasn't he? As well? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Stamina on the football pitch. Uh, he closed down the half space. Um, especially, I think, Rodri's, uh, he positions up well, Rodri, and like Fernandinho off the ball, but I don't think he has the legs where Phillips does. So I think he, with the sheer amount of games, he'll fill in really well. Would he get into Liverpool's midfield for him? Who are others? No. No, I don't, I don't think he'd overtake Fabinho. He wouldn't, not Fabinho, no. but like, Henderson, for me, he's he probably he, he would play probably half the games with Henderson, but Liverpool with sort of filling that role with Curtis Jones, yeah. where I think Phillips is ahead of Jones at the moment. Yeah, okay. All right, let's move on. So Man United, we almost didn't have anything for them, but in the last couple of days they've announced. So Christian Eriksson on a free transfer. Again, I, I don't know. I can't see his wages being ridiculously high. Man United seem to have the most money in the Premier League for wages because some of the deals that they've done with people are ridiculous. So again, I don't think it's that much of a risk. Then they've signed that Milachia from Feyenoord, the left back, which is really interesting because what does that say for Luke Shaw? He's just, you know, his career has gone up, down, up, down. After so many managers under Mourinho, you you can see a football in there why didn't he play so much? This is going to be a shout and people might not agree. If England had won the Euros... Luke Shaw would have been player of the tournament. I know he didn't play straight away, but when he, he was just unbelievable. 
But like every game he played, he was so so good, creating chances. And now you're thinking this, you know, the young young guy from Final Malaka, it, it might not start straight away, but he's probably going to be their left back. You'd think. Be interesting because I think Luke Shaw was doing really well last season, and then leading up to Euros had a really good tournament as well. But like you say it's just been so up and down, really, and it probably hasn't helped that he's had so many different managers. And I think United have really struggled to have a bit of an identity since Sir Alex Ferguson left. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting as well because they've lost Pogba, Cavani, Lingard, Mata, Matic. What I find interesting as well with United, they've lost obviously Pogba, Cavani, Lingard, Mata, Matic, all for free transfers. They've run their contracts down. I know they don't set the world alight and they're not fantastic footballers. Well, they, they were. They're getting on a bit. But that's a lot of core older players that have left. Obviously, Mason Greenwood who might not ever play for the club again. The talk about Ronaldo wanting to leave. It's worrying. T- uh, worrying times. Fair shambles, United. Uh, hopefully, their new coach for them can turn around. Uh, but you take out not only... Uh, those players who are what they do on the pitch, the personalities off the pitch. Um, you can take away, say, Ronaldo out of that as well. Who are their leading figures in the dressing room? Who's going to turn this around? Harry Maguire. E- exactly. Who, by the way, for England, doesn't put a foot wrong. So I don't have a lot bad to say about Maguire. Same about Paul Pogba, though, for France, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think absolutely. so. He's been another... Vic- I mean, he's probably not helped himself. I'm... Paul Pogba's an interesting one, but... I think change of managers, constant changes in systems, no identity. I think he's really struggled with that. But they've got a lot of wages off the book too. I think yeah. they need they need to clear the deadwood and start again, really, especially yeah. with figures in the dressing room. Well, I think Frankie Dion, if they can get him, and not only Barcelona seller, uh, they'll need the money Barcelona. Yeah. Um, rename the stadium Spotify Camp Nou. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So if they get rid of their books, Frankie Dion in their midfield running the. The game in the middle of the park, massive. And we mentioned before Bruno Fernandez. I know he gets cops a lot of lot, well, cops a lot of stick, but quality footballer. I nah. think Ericsson's a great signing though. I'm free. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, but again, then again, you're, you're going to have that Dion, whole thing. Ericsson, Bruno. two new midfielders out of the three. Yeah, but it's Gio, it's Gio Gio a holder. That's the thing: is you really a holding midfielder in the Premier League. That's no. that's the thing. He's no flame. So they still need. Yeah. I One of the know. best passes. Still lots of things. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd take him at City. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Newcastle. Uh, look, they, they've made a few signings, but I'm just going to talk about two in particular. The first one being Nick Pope. He signed on a free from Burnley. World Cup year. He, for me, was uh, potentially could have been England's number two. I think now Ramsdale's England's number two, picked for number one. Pope's vying for that. I think he is our third best goalkeeper. I personally actually think he's a better goalkeeper than Ramsdale. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes at Newcastle. I think he's a fantastic signing for them. Premier League experience, good goalkeeper. I think he'll help. Yeah. Do you do you think he's going to be Newcastle's number one? Because I've also got the Bravka as well. I think's pretty decent goalkeeper. Nah, he's, um, he'll be Newcastle's. But you think? One. Yeah, Nick Pope. Yeah. I, I really like him. He's done really well yeah. at Burnley. <laughs> yeah, I just and there's not many standout players at Bravka. I just think he's a bit dodgy, to be honest. Has his moments. Yeah. yeah. He's a good shot stopper and stuff, but I'm picking Nick Pope every day of the week, but people will say, oh, English bias, but I just think he's a good keeper. Yeah. Um, Sven Botman, they signed from Lille, centre-back, 
22 years of age. I think he's about six foot six or something like that. Partnering Dan Byrne, who's also that similar size. 30 million. He looks like he can play. Obviously, I know coming from the French league, yeah, it's going to be different coming in England. I think he'll be able to handle it. I think he's a brilliant signing. Obviously, they've got a lot of backing with money, so it's probably not that much of a risk. But mm-hmm. I think he'll be a good signing. Yeah, physicality is probably not going to be an issue. I don't know a lot about him. I've heard a lot about him, but I haven't, haven't really seen him play. But Newcastle have been tracking him for a while. They tried to sign him in January as well. So, no, he must be a good player. And I think that's probably as they slowly start to build their squad with the new investment. Um, I think, you know, defence is probably a good place for them to start. Obviously, they've got a couple of good signings in January as well. Yeah. Trippier, Byrne. So I think that's that's a pretty decent back four target. Target so got Trippier, yeah. Byrne, Botman, and then target. That's that's and decent. Pope, I think. And Pope, yeah, that's that's handy. Good foundation. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. Nottingham Forest. They might have signed someone else, but the big, you know, Dean Henderson on loan, 25 years of age, another one. He wants to go to the World Cup, so he needs to play first-team football. He was arguably almost going to replace De Gea at one stage when De Gea was, kind of had that little bit of a flat spell. I think he's a very, very good keeper. And again, it's not... I don't know how the, the wage kind of thing... I don't know how much they're paying, but again, it's a really... It's a no-risk signing. Premier yeah, League good, experience. good signing. Um, uh, that's a big coup for them. Um, just being newly promoted. Uh, can't go wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Good signing, I think. 25, I'm surprised he's kind of stuck around at United, though. I don't know about you guys, but I just think he's getting into that age. He had that really good loan spell with um, Sheffield United as well. be interesting to see how it goes, whether he stays yeah, afterwards. He's young for a keeper. He's definitely, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. De Gea is an interesting one, isn't there? Because, you know, well, he's getting on bad well. games and you go, oh, he's looking a bit dodgy. And then all of a sudden, he's back to yeah. being an amazing keeper. And he's what just signed a new deal. Massive yeah, amounts of money. So. All right, let's move on. Southampton, they've signed a fair few players, but the one I wanted to highlight, and I'll get you to speak about him because I know he was at City, he was out on loan last year. 10 million plus add-ons for, I think he was, was he on loan in the championship last year? Yep, yep. So a 20-year-old goalkeeper who, unless you kind of play FIFA and and have this guy in your career mode, a lot of people probably wouldn't have heard. He's Irish, Gavin Bazzani. Yeah, or Bazzuni. Bazzuni. No, um, he's been pretty high. I remember when we signed him, it was a while ago now, it was a few years ago when he was quite young, signed him for like 500,000, which probably is a lot for a 16-year-old. Yeah. Um, but by all accounts, he's done really well in the championship a couple of years in a row. Um, quite highly rated. He plays at Ireland International, Ireland's number one as well, which is at 20s for goalkeepers. I think it's pretty impressive as well. Um, and 10 million as well. I mean, it's probably it's a decent fee for someone who's not Premier League proven, but I think keeper that's really young we just spoke about Dean Henderson being young at 25 um, but yeah I mean it would have been interesting because I think there was some talk he might have actually come in being number two next year but I think he's just still quite young and there's a buyback clause in there as well yeah so no good I hope he does really well to be honest yeah, yeah. all right Tottenham they've obviously been pretty busy they signed Perisic on a free I think Perisic is a quality player I know he's 33 now he's getting on a bit but I again I don't know how much Waves they were looking at, but I think he's a very good signing. Obviously, Basuma from Brighton, 25 million, 25 years of age. I think he's going to strengthen their midfield. A good signing. Um, look, I think we can speak about both of those two. And we're probably, I feel like I'll speak for all of us when I say we agree that they're, they're two good signings. Yeah. The one I want to quickly just talk about before we wrap this up Richarlison, 60 million, 48 goals and 172 appearances. 
in the Premier League. 60 million, I'll say again. He's never scored more than 13 goals in a Premier League season. 60 million. Michael, Liverpool fan, you probably don't have a... I don't have a soft spot for him, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, and his antics end of this season, he's missing their first game. Uh, however, he's still a very good footballer. Um, I think he's too emotional. i hopeful for Tottenham's sake that Conte can take that out of him. Keep it to let him score goals, but then make him more of a team player. Sort of like that Harry Kane figure where he needs to keep his head in the moments. When they need a goal, they can't let him not play that brand of football. Yeah, I think 60 million is probably far too much. I think he's been a pretty good player for Everton. Probably saved him with some important goals at the end. But like you said, Michael, probably sometimes his emotions get the best of him and he probably isn't playing to his full potential. I think if Conte can channel that in the right way, he could be a really useful signing. But the thing is, you've got to ask yourself, well, 60 million, it's a lot of money. Spurs, Daniel Levy's pretty tight with his money. Is he going to get in over some Kulisewski, Kane? You know? Well, and uh, there's a lot ahead of him. So. 25 years old, uh, arguably now reaching the best years of his career. Uh, he has jumped ahead, in my opinion, Firmino in the Brazil national squad. Uh, so he has that continued international experience. He'll lead the line for them. Can he now do that for the next three, four years? So 25 to 29, peak of his career at Huge compared to Everton at the moment. Do you think it's a risk though um, in a World Cup year if he goes to Tottenham and doesn't work out? And he because spoke about Gabriel Jesus before. I think that, you know them. I mean, I think they'll probably both be in the squad. But okay. as, as to who's starting, it's probably between those two. Hypothetically, who has a better season, Jesus or Richardson? Will that determine who starts in the eleven at the World Cup? Possibly, possibly. I mean, I think it depends what happens when they go away and have friendlies, but there's not a lot of friendlies. And, I think and the transfer fee now is irrelevant. 45 million for Jesus, 60 million from Richarlison. I think if Richarlison plays, he'll get the nod over. So that's why he's that yep. 15 million more. Interesting, yeah. I think we've covered pretty much all of them pretty well. Obviously, there's probably some signings we've missed out on, but you know, we could be here for hours and hours and then talk about everything. So... Yeah, I think we're all wrapped up there, boys. That's two podcasts done now. I'm very excited to continue this for the next 40 years. <laughs> Cheers, Gareth. No Thanks, problems. Gareth. All right, see you all later.